Welcome to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Matt, brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in the Yellowstone? 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. Have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Thank you guys for joining us on a lovely little Thursday night. Joined today not by Big Country, he's out, but uh, a throwback, Matt Miller from ESPN, joining us tonight. Some would call that an upgrade. You know, addition by subtraction. You cost a little more to have on the podcast. <laughs> That's true. My cut. You have to read the Mid America RV a couple more times. The ad a couple more times. No, it's it's been fun. You you mentioned that they you were gonna have to do the show by yourself tonight, and I was like chomping at the bit. I've just been waiting for that call up. You know, I've been saving the cords. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Uh, I'm excited. We're to the point of the year now, mid August, where it's just all. Football, and then earlier, uh, I believe it was today. Today's been the longest day of my life, I think. But we get the ruling on the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension. It's going to be 11 games, $5 million plus. Uh, it has to go through that treatment. I, I still think this is too few of games, but this is what the NFLPA and the NFL agreed on. So 11 is better than zero, I guess. It, I've listened to you guys talk about it, and I – you know, my job is to cover college football and the NFL draft. So I haven't had, you know, to spend a whole lot of time talking about this situation. Obviously, um, I followed this story because it, it, it kind of affects everything, you know, with the NFL. I, I, I don't know how you punish something like this. I, I really don't. Um, I know they looked at precedent. You know, you can look at what Ezekiel Elliott got, which is very different. You can look at what. Uh, ben Roethlisberger got, which is again, very different. I know I've heard you say Tom Brady got four games because it was cold outside and some footballs lost some air. I think the problem the NFL has and what they're trying to correct is that lack of consistency where you can't say, okay, uh, cream hunt did this. This is what he gets where Adrian Peterson did that. Here's a precedent of how we're going to punish people. They're really trying to start over, you know, and I, I do think that they wanted to come down strong and send a message that things are different now mm-hmm. and that they want to be on the side of women and that they want to believe victims. And and, you know, Deshaun comes out today and says, I'm still not saying I did anything wrong. I'm not st- agreeing to this settlement is not me admitting guilt, which so it's like, OK, I'm sorry that I affected people and right. I'm going to pay this fine. And I'm going to get treatment, but I did nothing wrong. I am glad to hear that he's getting therapy, going to treatment, because I did think when the initial suspension came out, it was like, okay, that's not enough. And oh, for yeah. me, it was more so the, you got to understand what you did was wrong. Even if I'm not saying that, even if there was no ill intent, which I think we can all agree there had to be some malice when there's 25 people, even if you were just naive and being like, Hey, can I get a little extra on my massage? That's not okay, right? And, and especially when someone says, "Hey, no, thank you. That's unprofessional." So I do think that the treatment side of it's important. I love that when the NFL, you know, f- finds someone five million dollars. That money goes to charity. It's going to go to victims of of you know sexual assault, which is a lot of money, right? That's going to do a lot of good. It's the story where 
you don't ever want to like move on from it too quickly and be insensitive, but I am glad that we're probably getting to the end of the story. It is very interesting too. His first game back is going to be against the Texans. They plan that shit. You know, they do, right? I I will buy into some conspiracies. 11 games is an odd number, literally to suspend a guy. You didn't say 10, you didn't say 12. You're like "Mm, 11 coming back against the Texans. That felt very like, Mm-hmm. We can get some ratings on this. Right. Oh, but the NFL is still trying to make money, right? I mean, hell, they uh, always. Russell Wilson, I believe his first game is against Seattle. Well, there's even Joe Flacco's now playing against the Ravens and his, you know, because Zach Mayfield. Wilson's out. Baker uh, Mayfield. Against the Browns. It's too coincidental to not be real. You know, that's what makes you wonder. But as a football player, I am anxious to see what Deshaun Watson looks like. It's been a long time since we saw him play. The last time we did see him play, you and I were doing a show together saying he's a top three quarterback in the NFL and carrying a really bad Houston Texans team. So from that side of things, I am. I'm anxious to see what he looks like. Yeah, and that schedule, it's not too tough to start the season. You start with the Panthers, the Jets, and then the Steelers. The Steelers could be tough. You should probably be able to beat the Jets. The Browns have a, a really good roster. I, I always feel bad for Browns fans that you finally, like, you've got a good quarterback, and it's Deshaun Watson. Uh, but I, I don't know about you, but I am loading up on uh, the Nick Chubb train Oh, fantasy sports. Well, we have our fantasy draft the other Sunday night. Uh-huh. Um, thank you for telling me that. I think Nick Chubb's going to get a ton of play. I think David is going to get a ton of play at tight end there. How pissed do you think Browns fans are that they ran Baker Mayfield out of town? Here's, I know I'm in the wrong room to have this conversation. So I, actually, I don't think he's I, that bad. I agree. I don't either. I don't, I don't think he's that bad. And I do think the Browns probably handled that situation in a poor way of, like, even just from a team management aspect. Right. You probably should have held on to him until you knew what was happening with Deshaun Watson. They wanted an adult in the room. <laughs> ah. Right. Oh, man. Talk about your all-time uh-huh. leaks you would like to have back. You know, a lot of people ask about Jimmy Garoppolo. You as a Niners fan, do you think that there's a market for him? The Browns might be a market? I do think there's a market for him, but I, I don't know that the Browns are that market just because of the cost. It's $24 million if you trade for him. Yeah. So that's going to be an issue. Um, I was waiting on you tonight. The Seahawks and Bears are playing. Seahawks fans have signs trying to get Jimmy G to go to Seattle. And, you know, the 49ers, are, are they have a decision that they have to make very soon. If he's on the active roster week one, it's $25 million guaranteed they owe him. So that is something where if he gets cut, he's he's taking that shuttle up to Seattle. It almost just feels preordained at this point. Yeah, and I, I guess with Drew Locke, he's a COVID guy now. Maybe. Which G is an upgrade? I don't know. I'm a big fan of this show. I listen to it often, and I've heard your guy, Big Country, frustrated because Drew Locke's not getting a chance can we just say that Drew Locke has had chances and this is what he does with them? That's he was the second-round pick in Denver. He was handed the opportunity there, couldn't make the most of it. And again, now, you're traded to Seattle. They talk about how excited they are that you're not a throwaway piece of the Russell Wilson trade. Mm-hmm. And you have an opportunity. You would be starting tonight, and you you get COVID. And I understand like, hey, COVID happens, right? We've all had it at this point. But you – you have to protect yourself, man. And I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. I'm going to assume he's not because he's Drew Locke. But, man, you, you, if you're, you have a chance to take the starting quarterback job and you, you lose it because of something um, that, while not preventable, is you could have take, taken measures to not get it. Yeah. 
And I, my thing with Drew Locke, too, is I, I think he was given the opportunity in Denver, and he, he didn't win it. And even now in Seattle, I think that he's been given an opportunity, and it's not looking too good for him. Uh, he was Like you said, he was supposed to get starter reps this week. Yeah. And he didn't. And so I think that if you know he struggles again and he can't beat out uh, with Teddy Bridgewater and now Geno Smith, Two of my all-time favorite <laughs> draft prospects at quarterback, by the way. So. Yeah, right? So if you can't beat those two guys out in the NFL, there's there's no excuse for that. You can't look at it and say, oh, he didn't get a shot here. This coach didn't like him. That's like your friend in high school who would have made it to the league if he didn't hurt his knee. Or the coach didn't like him. <laughs> yeah. You know? I just feel like at some point we have to stop making excuses for quarterbacks when they've had opportunities. Like, mm-hmm. guess what? No one's carrying water for Sam Darnold anymore because he's had chances. Mm-hmm. A lot of them. And it's like, okay, he's not good. Yeah. Drew Locke, yeah, you've had opportunities. You're say, not good. You're going Jared Stidham next? You're taking shots at Mike. <laughs> he looked good. Jared Stidham looked good. You know what? Out of the group that we just kind of talked about, Stidham might be the best. He's probably the one out of that group I would want. You know, like, he might have the most potential going forward. I, I know you've heard all my stories over the years, but I'll never forget being at the NFL Combine. And it was the year that Sam Bradford had been traded – was it to the Rams? No, that's who drafted him. He'd been traded like to the Eagles or something, or right? The Vikings. Something like that. And I remember asking, a, a he was high up with a, a team at the time, and I was like, why in God's name does Sam Darnold keep getting chances? And he said, because he's never failed. Because in the NFL, Sam Bradford had never failed. He had been not good at times. He'd been good at times, but he had never, you never had the period on the end of the sentence when it came to Sam Bradford. And it's crazy how that, how true that still is. If you were a top pick or a high draft pick and you haven't completely gone Josh Rosen, you're going to keep getting chances. And, you know, I, I think we, we see it with Baker and, and Darnold right now. It's kind of amazing that Drew Rosen or Josh Rosen wasn't given more of an opportunity. I think it says a lot about what the Josh Rosen experience is for people. Right. Yeah. Uh, in other news, sticking with the NFL, though, Derwin James gets his extension four years million. He's one of my favorite players in the NFL. He's so good when he's healthy. It's kind of the thing that people always say about him. He's actually been surprisingly healthy outside of like one injury, though. So I don't know where this ranks him as top earners at safety position, if you reset the market or not. But I think this is a guy that definitely deserved that contract. Oh, man. And and another big deal for David Mulugeta, who it just (laughs) – Every time a player gets paid, I'm like, was it Tory Dandy or David Mulligetta? It's one of them right now. And Mulligetta is the safety agent. You know, it's he's had Malik Hooker, he's had Buda Baker, he's had Kenny Vaccaro, Earl Thomas. Now he has guys like Kevin Byard. Uh, he has, you know, uh, Derwin James. And I'm I'm happy for Derwin. I'm excited to see uh, him healthy and unleashed a little bit in year two of that offense with Brandon Staley. I know you're a Chiefs fan. I know a lot of your guys' listeners are Chiefs fans. That Chargers defense is going to be a problem. Oh, 100%. And you Those have an rushers. eraser back there. Like, remember when this dude took Lamar Jackson, like, you know, play for play? He's just, a, he's such a difference maker. And, you know, when you're matching up with Travis Kelsey, you're matching up with Darren Waller, or you're being asked to take away everything the Broncos have at the, at the you know, in the passing game right now. Yeah, he's so vital. So, so huge. And it's going to free up those linebackers. And then you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack rushing off the edge. Like, I'm not a Chargers fan, 
necessarily, but my God, do they have some talent on that defense now? Yeah. So you buying into the hype for the Chargers this year? I'm buying in into our, the hype for every AFC West team. In our area, a lot of people like to make the joke that every year is the Chargers' year. I think that is a lot of Chiefs fans that are just not willing to admit that there are other good teams out there. But I, I'm a, like you said, I'm a believer in every team in the AFC West. I'm, I can't wait just for AFC West mm-hmm. games in Arrowhead because, as you know, I'm not necessarily a Chiefs fan. So I just want to see these teams play. I, yeah, I had a guy tell me this week that he was going to sign up for NFL Sunday ticket, even though he's a Chiefs fan, because he wants to see the other teams play each other. Yeah, like, uh, yeah I'm not going to lie. I don't work for the NFL. I got NFL Plus. It's pretty uh-huh. good. Yeah? It's good. It's <laughs> I good. I was. Yet. My wife made fun of me the other night. I was double screening. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's that time of year. Buckle up. Yeah, NFL and, Plus is pretty good. Uh, we're going to talk about some of that. Um, prospects versus players today is the title of the episode. And I think it's interesting. The company that you work for, uh, ESPN, put out this week. Todd McShay did his top 50 prospects. But they also, like I think it might have been the same day, released their top 100 college football players. Yeah, And I always think it's interesting to see, like, how these guys match up, like who is a really good player mm-hmm. versus who is a really good prospect. Some of these guys are, are going to come from out of nowhere. Yes. And it be very good. Prospects. Some of the, I read both these cause I, I, it doesn't matter where I work. I would always read something like top hundred players in college football. Cause that intrigues me. I also like to read it and be like, is there a player I don't know about somehow, you know, cause guys do, like you said, they come out of nowhere. It's crazy to me to see how people view the the quarterbacks in college football right now as college football players and then how people view them as draft prospects because it's there's a big swing on some of it, you know, and to where a player like Aiden O'Connell at Purdue or Devin Leary at North Carolina State are ranked pretty highly as college football players. But then when you look at Todd's quarterback rankings, like they're not up there. They're not CJ Stroud. They're not Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. So it is it's nice to shoot quite a bit. But even another guy like uh, Van Dyke out of Miami, I mm-hmm. think that he might be a really good prospect. I don't know that he's going to light it up at Miami. Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll, we'll see what he does, but I don't think he's going to put up any crazy numbers. Right, exactly. Like, he's even not- like a guy like Justin Herbert, I don't think that he did anything outstanding at Oregon, but we knew, like, a lot yeah, of this dude's did, good. I questioned it, uh, that he was going to be a really good player in the NFL. I will leave us at Kentucky, not to jump down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Some people in the NFL have him as the top quarterback in this class. Like, firmly i was texting with a scout the other day and i'm stealing this comp for anyone that's listening he said that's matt stafford and i was like damn Oof. that's a good comp i think, I, yeah, I Stafford see had such a strong arm at i think levis does too he's got a whip and the thing with levis that i've seen so far is like he just hasn't been unleashed exactly and so I hope like that's that can be a blessing and a curse where mm-hmm. sometimes that kind of hides you and other times, it's like, oh, we did a good job of hiding your flaws. <laughs> Absolutely. You, so, you never really know which way it's going to go. And Kentucky changes their offensive coordinator this year. Uh, I know I was doing some scouting of him earlier in the summer, and it was like, this guy just he never throws a ball. It's like 20 times a game. Watch the Georgia game, and it will frustrate the piss out of you. I believe that is one of the games I watched. And it's he has no time to throw. Everything's behind the line of scrimmage. Everything. But then you watch them play, like I think it was South Carolina, and he's just like chucking it down the field. And it's Kentucky like okay, offensive line was not bad. It really was wasn't just Georgia. Yeah, and who uh, one of the guys that we'll talk about, Jalen Carter, too. Uh, let's get into your top five uh, prospects that you have, and these are prospects in the NFL draft, not players going into mm-hmm. college football. Who are your top five prospects this year? Yeah, so I I have a big board that will be coming out soon. Um, it's 
the biggest big board I've ever had, which is Ooh. crazy. Um, there's, I think, like 2,000 players on it. It's huge. My friends tell me it's very big. Uh, so my top prospect is Will Anderson. I don't think that's a surprise. I've been saying he's Von Miller as a prospect. He's probably going to stay number one. He's fantastic. I actually have Jalen Carter from Georgia as number two. I think he, honestly think he was the most talented defender on that team last year. And his teammate went first overall, right? And had a couple other guys go in the first round. So he, like you said with Levis, if he's unleashed, I think Jalen Carter is going to be fantastic. I actually have Texas running back Bijan Robinson as third. And my reason for this is at this time of year, I'm not giving like preferential treatment to quarterbacks. It's just based on talent. I think Bijan is the most talented offensive player in the country. Am I a Texas fan? Yes. I normally punish Texas players because I watch them every Saturday. Bijan's the difference. He, he's just special. He's gained weight. I don't know if you saw, he's up to 222. He has the best contact balance I think I've ever seen in a college running back. Exceptional hands. Great hands. Tough. Uh, so he's up there. I have Notre Dame tied in Michael Mayer as fourth. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I love him. I'm curious to see how they use him. It, you know, same offensive coordinator, obviously, but a new head coach, Marcus Freeman. We'll see if that philosophy in changes. A new quarterback too. I think that the usage right. for him could be huge. Uh, that's what I'm hoping. And I, the baby Gronk nickname's there for a reason. He is a true inline three down tight end. He's a seam buster. He can block like a monster. So I'm a huge fan. Of, I know Brock Bowers down at Georgia gets all the love, and he should. But yep. Mayers, he was Brock Bowers before Brock Bowers was at Georgia. Yeah, and Mayer is such a traditional tight end that you can just throw him on the end of the line of scrimmage and he can do work. Right. Like he might see some time out in the slot, but I, I think that he's going to be that more traditional tight end who I, I really like. Um, no quarterbacks for you in the top four though. None in the top four, but then it gets hot and heavy. I, I know you only said top five. I have CJ Stratus, my number one quarterback. I was having a conversation with one of my editors the other day and I said, man, I, I wish I could convince myself to nut up and put Levis as QB one. Cause I want to really, I want to on traits, but I'm terrified that the minute I do that, he's going to throw five interceptions week one and I'm going to have to deal with it on Twitter. So we're not going there yet. I think CJ Stroud is just a, a little bit better than Bryce Young. They're very different, obviously. CJ being 6'3, 215, much stronger arm. I think he's a little more aggressive as a passer, whereas Bryce Young is like Allen Iverson playing football. He's just a distributor. He has great field vision. He finds passing windows. Uh, but I'm giving They're a nod to CJ Stroud. What's that? They're about the same size. They're about the same size. I have heard from a reliable source that Bryce Young's 5'10. I don't think he's six foot. No. That's what they list him at. And I think the weight, I, I think guys like Kyler have kind of proven the height thing wrong. It's not that important. Quarterbacks move around so much anymore that you can hide them, literally. The weight is a concern. 194 is what he's listed out. I don't believe lie. it. Yeah, there's yeah, no way he's right. above That's a lie. Yeah, it's like, thanks, Maury Povich. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I agree with uh, C.J. Stroud there. My top prospects, I have Will Anderson also. Number one, but I what am, would it take? Sorry, what would it take for you to not have Will Anderson number one? Him to decide he's not playing, <laughs> right? Retire. You'd have to, retire. yeah, actually come out and just say, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to do that." A Jalen Smith level injury, and then he would be my number one like basketball player. If that's what he <laughs> right. decided to do. He's he's so good at the pass rush position. Like my only question with him is is size, and he's not even like that small. I think they listed yeah. him at like two forty five last year. Yeah. Which uh, is not, it's not small. And he might pack on more weight. He's 6'3 as well. So like, mm -hmm. but, in, but he plays so strong. 
Yeah. That I don't know that it is going to be an issue. I know I've tweeted before about him being undersized, and I get a little bit of pushback on it uh, because I don't think people have actually looked at what his list right. of size well, is. Compared to Chase play. Young or guys like that, he is undersized. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, he's 20 pounds lighter. Yeah. Anybody like that, but he is my number one prospect, and I don't think that it will change. Uh, I also have CJ Stroud as QB1 and my number two overall prospect. I, I really like what he was able to do last year. And I, I know that he took some shots early uh, in, against Minnesota and then who was Oregon, I think, that they played next. Uh, but I am very excited to see what he can do la- next year. I, I think last year he got a lot of uh, attention because of those receivers, and a lot of people said, oh, he's throwing a Chris Olave. And, yeah. And, that's whatever, but I want to see what he can do this <laughs> but year. But this year it'll be Jackson Smith and Jigba right, and Marvin Harrison Jr., who is a stud in his own right. Oh, and he has Travion Henderson, who might be the best running back in college football exactly. behind him. It's, it's, but it's one of those things you can't fault him for just having kick-ass It's not his fault. Him. Right. Yeah. Uh, but he comes in at QB1 for me. I do have Bryce Young as my number three overall prospect, but I will say I, I have a lot of question marks surrounding him. And, you know, we looked at Alabama over the last couple of years with the quarterbacks they have. And even with Tua, it was, oh, they finally have a guy. They've got a quarterback. Um, and he was very good. But I don't know that he was a prospect. And I think mm-hmm. that's the thing with Alabama is you might see them have these Heisman Trophy winner types. But I don't know if we have NFL draft prospects at the quarterback position. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I have him up here. He's high number three. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He put up a ton of numbers. But getting another look at him to really see what he's able to do is, is going to be very important for him this year. I can also tell you that I, I found out tonight you're actually going to see him in person because yeah. you're actually going to the Texas-Alabama game. Correct. So tickets are secured. <laughs> I only have one child now. I did have to sell one. I'll, we'll talk about which one off air. Yeah. Uh, but we we were getting five tickets to that game was the hardest thing I've ever done. Breaking into this industry was easier than getting five tickets to that game. I should have just broke into the stadium again. <laughs> right? I've done it once. I'll do it again. Right? <laughs> it was a long time ago, if anyone's listening. Yeah, sell my ticket. I don't need one. Right. I can hop on a trash can and find my way into that stadium. <laughs> it's going to be a hot one, but it will be exciting and good to always just see those guys in person. You can't get it, yes. size or arm strength from a TV. You got to see a quarterback in person, and that's something that I never really believed in until I started going to the Senior Bowl. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> senior Bowl with Baker Mayfield changed everything. Well, Josh Allen was there too, and it was like mm-hmm. I didn't realize how hard well, you were throwing the football. Exactly with Baker Mayfield, yeah. especially, it's like I didn't see that arm strength on a TV or on a screen, yeah. but when you see it live, it's it's popping. I mean, um, yeah, he was throwing the ball. I think it was in the sixties. Yes, right up there with Josh Allen in the same. Uh, senior bowl so incredibly strong i'm so excited to see him number four prospect i'm going with jalen carter um i think that he was a guy that was buried on a depth chart last year just because the veterans in front of him and he was rotating in and i think if he's on any other defensive line that doesn't have Devontae wyatt trayvon walker and jordan davis then he's probably a full-time starter, but he just yep. didn't get that last year. He's going to this year, and I think that he's going to pop off. I wonder how much they'll rotate this year. You know, that was a huge thing last year of guys just, even like Trevon Walker, it was like, oh, well, he rotates. You know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Well, look what he's got around him. You yeah. know, so let's see how much they rotate this year. Like seven draft picks on that defensive yes. line, especially if you throw in the outside linebackers and count them in there too. And this year they have Nolan Smith, who mm-hmm. – 
again, I hate to keep being this guy, might be better than the guys they had last year. Yeah. It, Nolan Smith is an interesting one, too, because he's been that guy since high school that's supposed to go off. But mm-hmm. that Georgia defense doesn't really do any favors to their linebacker. No, especially not for production. It's mm-hmm. more of like, and it's been this way forever, it's like the unit is good. The individual stats will not be. If you know, if Nolan Smith yeah. were at Alabama, he'd have 12 and a half sacks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Georgia, it's, here's your assignment. Stick to it. Yep. Don't freelance. We don't need you getting after the quarterback every time. It's like gap responsibility. Yeah. Like it's okay, old school cool. football. Like, yeah. Thanks. For Look at him set the edge. 1990s football is so fun when this guy could be getting He's playing four sacks. by four off the tight end, just sniffing out the run. Mm-hmm. But it, he could have a breakout year this year. My number five prospect is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Uh, I think that he was probably the best receiver on that team last year. Well, the Rose Bowl game when the other two sat out to get draft ready, I think proved that everyone in the fucking world knew that CJ Stroud was throwing to him and Utah could not stop him. And I, I do want to say I really like Chris Olave and I like Garrett Wilson. Yeah. I think he was the best one though. It's kind of a Jalen yeah. Carter situation. Like he was the best one, but he was waiting. So we're going to rotate you in and you're going to be that third guy. Uh, so I'm very excited to have him on there too. Now, as far as players go, I do think that it is very different. Because Bryce Young is my number one player going into next year. Again, that's player, yeah. not prospect. Reigning Heisman Trophy winner, mm-hmm. incredibly productive. And I think people forget he was breaking in a you know a lot of new new people. Jamison Williams was a first year starter. You know, they yep. uh, I know Meacham was coming back, but even he was like a third receiver who was coming back, you know. So they they were definitely yep. and Bryce was a first year starter. Right. Like, isn't that crazy? I it's kinda I said it and I was like, Oh shit, he was a first year starter. Who well, was that good? assumed that he would start as a freshman over Mac Jones. I remember having that conversation. And he never did. Yeah. Even like, I, I probably even said it myself, like, oh, by week four, he's probably the starter. Mac Jones was just Yeah, good. Mac just held it down, right? And he's <laughs> yeah. still doing it. Yeah. As far as number one player for you, who do you have? I went Will Anderson. I, I was talking to Adam Kramer, who is a fantastic writer at Bleacher Report, a good friend of both of ours, this week about Will. And, and we both kind of came to the conclusion that, like, I've never seen, and Adam's down there around it, but I've heard this from other people as well, that no one has ever seen Nick Saban love a player like he loves Will Anderson. Yeah, And that's kind of like, not only is he a great player, but remember last year when they lost that game and Nick Saban had Bryce Young and Will Anderson stick around? He's like, wait, because these two guys are what it's about. And they were underclassmen. They were sophomores. And he was like, these are the two guys that, like, this is what this program's about. Program. This is what this program is about. Yeah. Uh for people who don't know, I love Nick Saban and I love Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. And I do think that is huge too, because just think of the players that Nick Saban has had through there. And I don't think that he's ever praised anybody like he has Will Anderson and Bryce Young. Yeah. And it's just, it's kind of. Which weird. is why they're both on both our lists. <laughs> yeah. Usually he's, you know, the rat poison guy. It's like, I'm not going to pump you up. I want right. to give you something to work for. But he had, and he's praised their, like their leadership and their character off the field too. Uh, so it, it's been pretty crazy. Uh, run through my five players that I am excited about: Bryce Young, one; C.J. Stroud, two; Bijan Robinson. I didn't put him on my prospects just because of the positional value, but I think that he's going to be far and away the best running back uh, prospect. Uh, I think that he's first round material. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, you don't see many of those guys anymore. Even no. with Najee Harris, it was like he might go first round. Right. I think Bijan Robinson is for sure going in the first round, uh, then Jackson Smith and Jigba and Will Anderson. So pretty similar players there. But getting that running back, it, 
involved for the top players. That was the difference for me. I have no idea what to expect from Bijan this year. Uh, it could be a Heisman or he could play six games and go to the NFL. Like I, I yeah. really don't know. I have Will Anderson one. Like I mentioned, I have CJ Stroud two, same as you, Bijan three. I have Bryce Young fourth. I changed mine as we were sitting here. I had Jalen Carter there and I was like, well, I can't put a D tackle in Georgia's scheme in my top five college players. I want Caleb Williams. And I know that like there was that moment where USC, everybody was talking about it and it has kind of stopped. I don't know why it stopped because Caleb Williams with the receivers that they have there also bring in Jordan Addison, Lincoln Riley. Like we saw firsthand what those two could do together last year. And this year they've had the whole summer to get ready. Remember last year, Caleb Williams was second team. He was behind Spencer Rattler, who was God's gift to quarterbacking to anybody other Tell than the two of us. And started chanting for Caleb Williams. We want Caleb. You were too, by the way. Yeah, it was supposed to just mess with Spencer Rattler. And they weren't actually supposed to like go to him during the Texas. And game. then we got him. A whole lot of them. My I, first I bachelor my first bachelor party this go around. <laughs> yeah, right. Ruined by Caleb Williams. Uh, and that leads me to, you know, other there are a lot of great sophomores. It's a very good class. Yeah. I will say the sophomores in college football usually get hyped up a little bit prematurely so we'll we already start looking at guys like caleb williams brock bowers yeah travion henderson help we've already talked about those guys uh we'll see what they can do this year and going into their junior year but i am very excited about those trios i do think caleb williams is is very good i think that he made a very smart decision by sticking with lincoln riley oh without a doubt i know there was a lot of talk when lincoln went to usc everybody's like no he'll keep jackson dart or he'll keep keaton slovis Right. I was like, nah, nah. They, they've seen any given Sunday. They know that Willie Beeman goes with Al Pacino. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it works. But you're right. The sophomore class is loaded. You know, we talked about Travion Henderson at Ohio State a little bit earlier. Um, in one week, we can start betting over in Kansas. Two weeks. In two weeks, we can start betting about ten miles away. Mm-hmm. Travion Henderson for Heisman is a low key smart play. I think. Yeah, he's going to have to compete with his teammates. Is going to be that's the, thing, the hard but- part. Yeah, Reggie Bush did it. A lot of people right. thought that he wouldn't win the Heisman because of Matt Leiner. Right. Guess what? He did. Then I got taken from him. Then I gave it back to him. <laughs> uh, but the junior, uh, sorry, the sophomores are very good. Our guy, Quinn Ewers, is just a guy that you're going to have to keep an eye on. Just if he plays. Yeah. Uh, if, if he does, if he lives up to the hype or if he's even close to the hype. He should be pretty special. I don't have a go-to reporter who covers the Texas Longhorns to know, but I'll I'll say, man, the reports out of practice are like, oh, Hudson Card's not giving this job up. That was a talk last year, too. And, yeah. Which he won the starting job. Right. Couldn't finish games. Arkansas. I really hope as a Texas fan that Hudson Card is not the starter. I like Hudson. I think he's probably no, a really good kid. I don't want him to be the starter. No, I, I hope that Quinn Ewers lives up to every ounce of hype and that he is very good. You and you mentioned- have Xavier Worthy out there, who's another fantastic sophomore. Yeah, The sophomore class is pretty good. Uh, Jackson Dart, another guy at quarterback. He's going to Ole Miss now. Yeah. Uh, I think that was a smart move for him. The lane train. Williams decided to transfer. He's like, all right, where can I go and, and put up big numbers? Uh, Dallas Turner at Alabama. He's mm-hmm. the next guy up. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of him this year. Yep, it's like Alabama. everybody's going to be watching 31. Don't forget about old 15 mm-hmm. on the other side. Yep, I have him highlighted already as a guy to keep an eye on. Also, uh, Jack Sawyer at Ohio State, he was a big-time recruit. Yeah. He could be that next Ohio State edge rusher that just comes in and and dominates. Ohio State is just so loaded. Yeah, it's hard not to 
pick Ohio State Alabama to be your national championship because they're just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just it all makes a lot of sense. And then uh, Braylon Allen at Wisconsin, another guy to just watch for. I, I think Jonathan Taylor might have you know quieted a lot of people with the Wisconsin yeah. talk. And then you know, the season he had last year, both yeah. Allen and they're a Taylor. lot alike actually too. They are they're that mm-hmm. that powerful, fast running back. Do you remember mm-hmm. people said Jonathan Taylor was slow? Yeah. That was my favorite moment in draft Twitter that year. And then just tweeting out like what he actually runs the hundred in, or I think it was the hurdles that he yeah. did. It's like ten two. Yeah, they like had like it's some New yeah. Jersey state record. It's like okay, yeah, he's slow though. Uh, you keep scouting from your mom's basement, um, but that's whatever. Um, let's end the show today with uh, some of our top five college football playmakers uh, that we've seen so far. Uh, I'll let you go first. Let's run through your list. Top playmakers in college football that you've This seen. was so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Hard. I, I love college football, as you know. This was hard to do. Yeah, we've got three of the same. Okay, top five. five, I want Reggie Bush. Four, and Dominican Sue. I know I want defensive player. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't know what you missed if you didn't watch him in college. He should have won the Heisman. Three, I want Charles Woodson. Uh, do-it-all player for Michigan. Won the Heisman Trophy. Two Vince Young, one Michael Vick. Michael Vick, it was one year at Virginia Tech. It was literally hold your breath every time he touched the football, which was every play. You yeah. never knew it was going to happen. So, yeah, my list, uh, very similar. Uh, I went number five, Lamar Jackson. Number four, Peter Warwick. Three, Reggie Bush. Two, Michael Vick. One, Vince Young. But, I mean, you're right about Michael Vick because what he was able to do at Virginia Tech – I think I was in eighth grade. It was ninety nine, two thousand. When when he kind of burst on the scene, yeah. And like I was buying Virginia Tech stuff. Oh, everybody was. Champs. It was cool. Yeah. And I I had never heard of them. I know that now they're kind of like a blue blood, or they're on the cusp. Yeah. And Frank Beamer did a wonderful job there and deserves all the credit. But Michael Vick put them on the map. Absolutely. He put them in prime time, and was like you said, you held your breath. It didn't matter if he was throwing the ball. I mean, it was more exciting, honestly, when he just tuck it. Yep. And, and they were still running the triple option. I know. I miss that so much. And they made some running backs good, too. Uh, Vince Young, for me, was one just because I'm biased. That The the two Rose Bowl games? Yep. Absolutely. If you could just take, like, hey, those two Rose Bowl games, those are it. But, I mean, yeah, you can't go wrong with either of those players. But yep. there are so many that I couldn't put on it. Like you have Peter Work, who I loved at Florida State. You, you had a tweet by him the other day, and I replied, the only thing that could stop him was free shoes. Yep. That's it. In the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> right. That's it. But go watch his highlights, though, if oh you haven't. He's maybe before some of your guys' time. But watch his YouTube highlights. Him returning punts. Just jittery. And I think he's one of the swaggiest players I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. He was just so cool. Like, you just looked at it. It was all like, free. <laughs> of course he was. <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to pay for any of it. But you know, this the Honey NIL Badger? Deals. Honey Badger could be on this list uh-huh. at LSU. Imagine yeah. if he had actually, like, played all three years at, at LSU. And stayed out of trouble. Right. Yeah. Amazing, right? Um, I know you had Ed Reed on your honorable mention. He's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. David Pollock. At Georgia was up there. I loved him at Georgia. Yeah. Ed Reed, I, he just got so much attention, and deservingly so, yeah. that he was so fun. Sean Taylor? Yep. Also great. You could, yeah, all the Miami guys. Have you ever seen the meme where it's like guys will literally sit around and just say names from old sports teams <laughs> for hours? That's what we're doing. Yeah. I, I think Clinton Port is one of the most exciting running backs that I've seen. Yeah, without a doubt. Again, 
just saying names. He had guys like Willis McGahee on the bench. Frank, Frank Gore. Gore on the bench. Potential NFL Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, Frank Gore. On and then the who's bench. the fourth guy that had Najee Davenport? Najee Davenport, yep. Who's like probably like a four star running back Played in the NFL like, hey, bro, for a long time. You have to play fullback now. <laughs> it's pretty loaded. Again, I know more about 90s college football than I do anything else in the whole world, including college football right now. What about receivers? Like, what receiver do you remember from college football? Outside of Peter. Uh, Charles Rogers was a big one. He was unstoppable. Um, and he also had the song. catches and 13 touchdowns. Exactly. That's, <laughs> the song was a big part of it. When I, do, when I think of, like, what college football wide receiver dominated, I do, like, Calvin Johnson, even though they didn't throw the ball that much at Georgia Tech, but he physically dominated everyone. Um, Andre Johnson at Miami was absolutely amazing. Mike Williams at USC for Big a Mike Williams before he was like, no, I'm going to petition the NFL. Yeah. It got declined. Maurice Claret. Yeah. His freshman season. Roy Williams at Texas with Chris Sims and Major Applewhite was pretty damn good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are a ton of names. It, obviously Charles Woodson. I'm also I, old. So like it goes back to me. Like I'm thinking like early nineties on some of these guys mm-hmm. and, People are probably like, who the hell well, are you Well, to me, about? Tommy Frazier, I've said it before, he's like the reason why I love college football. It was watching him play in Eddie George at the time. I, what was that, like 95? Yeah. Probably is when I like really they like first... over Like Tommy would have been like 93 to 95 probably. Right. Eddie George won the Heisman at 97. Yeah. And then, you know, guys like that, Eric Crouch right. even. Really Eric Crouch, yeah. Uh, I, I like didn't like him, but I did. It's like I didn't yeah. like Eric Crouch the person. I liked Scott Frost no a lot. Yeah. But yeah. like I loved watching Eric Crouch play and run the ball. It was like living across the street from a playground, especially watching those guys run the option and then going outside being like, all we're doing today is running the triple option and we're going to perfect it on air. Like we're running the triple option. And then we were fortunate enough. We lived in a town where they ran the triple option. So you saw it on Fridays, Saturdays, and then Saturday afternoon and Sunday afternoon, you were playing it. So yeah, some of the Nebraska teams, his name is kind of like Lawrence Phillips. I don't know if you can talk about him, but God, he was amazing. Hey, when he was in Nebraska, he was great. I wonder if kids still today, like when I was going through football camps and stuff, we had to learn how to shovel pass, like pitch with both hands. And like, that's what we spent the entire camp doing. Yeah. That's still a thing. I don't know. My son. I coached for like three or four years, and I don't think we ever worked on it. My, you know, my, I have a, a third grader, which is weird to say, but like they're not doing that. So it's all like mesh point. Like if you want to work on the option stuff, it's yeah. like here, work on the reading. The he can take a handoff. I know that. The Web City football boy could take a handoff. Yeah. That's something that they definitely can't throw or catch, but he can take a handoff. Doesn't matter. No right. need to throw the ball. It's, <laughs> big country is always baffled by me because I love watching. Teams run the ball. Oh, yeah. That's because we, we grew up watching that. Like, even though I played quarterback some, I'm not like a, oh, let's air it out type guy. Like, if I was coaching and when I did, my philosophy was always like, we're going to run the ball. We're going to establish the run. Yeah. We're going to control the clock. And we're going to hope to It's like when you play NCAA games. 14, what do you do? You run the ball constantly. You <laughs> oh, don't I'll throw. throw like six times. Yeah. Tops. Just to keep you loose. Yeah. Just to keep you honest. When that you, game comes back, everyone. are you going to call into work for like a week? What's your strategy? Uh, for, for that one, I will. So, like, this week, Madden came out, correct? Yeah. yeah do you need a code? I got a couple. Yeah. That'd be great. Okay. I, your like, listeners are like, what? Drop a code. <laughs> I don't need – it's not even on my radar. I, I A lot of people, it is. Yeah. Uh, but when college football comes back, I will probably 
have to like rearrange my custody agreement and be like, not this week. Daddy's busy. If red, if there's a red dead three or when college football comes back, I'm clearing the calendar. Mm-hmm. And the amount of money that I will pay is just unlimited. Like I even saw this week that they're only going to release college football on the next gen consoles. I, I haven't done it because really like, I don't play video games enough. Uh-huh. Now I am, I'm in the market for a PlayStation. 5. Just off the top of your head, what would you pay for a Red Dead Three right now? Like top dollar? I honest to God's truth, I would have no problem paying like two hundred fifty. That's what I was gonna say. Like I dropped two fifty for it. I don't. Right I don't want the people to like hear it and be like, "Oh, really?" Rockstar is like, "Wait, what?" But if they. If they did, or even college football, like, hey, this is going to be pretty exclusive. We're trying to give you know some of these players some money. If they said it was going to be two hundred and fifty dollars, I would, I wouldn't even think twice about it. It'd just be like, all right, cool. Can you space them out so I don't have to buy both of them right. at the same time for a good college football game, which I think it will be? I'd pay a lot more than that. I would pay a monthly subscription. Oh yeah, can you imagine if Easily. ten years ago they're like, hey, this is the last one that's going to be out for a while. But you can pay 10 bucks a month. We'll keep updating the roster. <laughs> <laughs> even like the roster part wouldn't even have to do it. Give me some. If yeah. they said 10 bucks a month 10 years ago, I think is when it came out, 2014. It was, yeah. If they just said we'll update the uniform. It's 120 months. You can keep the. It's a lot of money. The gameplay the same. The rosters, everybody goes in and edits them anyway. Yeah. I would have done Graphics it. aren't that bad. And EA would have just been making a ton i think they're doing okay anyway but yeah Mm -hmm. i did see a lot of people were also excited because they announced that the dynasty mode would be back in the road to glory create a player that's what i need which to me it was like those that's a no duh yeah definitely going to be on there i never really liked the road to glory or like when madden even did like the euro prospect thing i don't really get down with that i don't get into it either not even with um MLB, MLB the show. show. Like, I don't really do it then. I was doing it, and I was just, I mean, my guy crushed like 70 home runs, and I was not getting called up. And somebody's yeah. like, hey, you have to steal bases too. It's like, no, yeah. I'm crushing. No. Uh, I'm the long ball. <laughs> what are you talking about? Have you watched baseball? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I was talking to a buddy last week, and he was saying that he was doing it as a pitcher, and he kept throwing like no hitters, and he just wasn't getting called up. It's like, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I don't play that, but. When you're right, when Red Dead Three comes out, I'd pay a lot of money for that one. Yeah, and also, obviously, college football. Madden, I used to go get it at midnight, and I would get like this. I'm probably gonna die young, and this will be why. You know, like the tall monster energy drinks that are like forty ounces. They have like a lid, like How a screw cap. I don't know. I would get that and a bag of sunflower seeds, and I would get like a folding chair and put it in my living room. Like a camp chair. Right? I don't know what it is about <laughs> sitting closer to the TV that makes you better at Gotta video do it. games, but it is—it's a fact. I'm better at Red Dead the closer I am to the screen. Uh huh. Have you played it on a good TV? Uh huh. With like real colors? Because I was yeah. playing it on like a shitty office TV when it first came out. Yep. And then I played it on my son's TV, which is like 4K. He has the uh-huh. nicest TV in our house, and I was like, "Oh my god." He's like, this is the best thing ever. Yeah. And I played it for like two hours. You have to adjust your screen before you can play the game. That's usually a good sign. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was great. I can't wait uh, for Red Dead 3. I can't wait for the fantasy football draft Sunday night. Yeah. Do you have any uh, tidbits that you want to share? I have a a lot of free time right now. (laughs) I don't know if you're aware of that. I have an entire note on my phone. I have my do not draft players. Well, you draft ahead of me. I have the... 
sixth pick or anyway, something? Eighth pick? I don't know. I, um, did, I don't want to give away all your secrets, but I did hear you talking the other day um, about some guys that are on your do-not draft list. Yeah, so I'll, my do-not draft list, Matthew Stafford, Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey, Carson Wentz, Alvin Kamara, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and no 49er running backs. Yeah, it's just – it's so boomer bust. Yeah. So, and there's obviously like other players I don't really care for. Yeah, like McCaffrey, I, I imagine he'll be gone by the time I draft, but he is also one of those guys where it's like, I just don't think that I'm going to. Even if he's sitting there, I drafted 11 in our league. Even if he's sitting there at 11, I would probably feel more confident taking an, another running back. Yeah, I drafted eight. That's right. I, my Lamar Jackson got hurt. That kind of screwed me at the end of the year. But I have. Three players to target in every round. It's on Matt Stafford. I just worry about the elbow. Is the big thing. They're also, you know, Whitworth's gone at left tackle. They're working on some new pieces there. I, and I, he wasn't like statistically dominant last year anyway. Like he was I a had good him last year, and we've kind of talked about it before too. He was very boomer bust to yeah. where I think a lot of people thought like, oh, he had this great season. He really didn't, though. He threw a lot of interceptions. In our league, we're penalized heavily for interceptions. Yep. So there were literally weeks where, uh, multiple, he was scoring me single digits. But I also had Cooper Cup, who would be like... 50 points. Yeah. yeah. He would go off for like nine catches, 200 yards, and two touchdowns. And it's like, okay, Stafford only threw it to Cooper Cup. And like you said, in our league, it's very quarterback-friendly. Like, you have to get a good quarterback. But the thing is, they all score well. Safford's the 12th projected 12th scorer at quarterback. So mm-hmm. there's only 12 teams. Exactly. So it's yeah. weird. It's like, do you go grab, like, you know this, I'm big on Jalen Hurts this year. Like, might draft him in the first round. That big on Jalen Hurts. But all these quarterbacks score so many points, it's like, well, I might just chill for a minute. Right. Yeah. Wait and see. You've won with Tom Brady before. So I, I am a sit and wait for the quarterbacks. Okay. Tommy's on my do not draft list because I don't know what's going on with this absence. <laughs> I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know if he's coming back. Mm-hmm. Not drafting him. Yeah, I think I did finally see that they came out and said like, "Hey, this is not a family issue, like a medical issue." I know you were busy today. They also kind of said they don't know when he's coming back. So, what if he just retires again? Kyle Trask, <laughs> all in. I honestly, I wouldn't put it past him. You know, what if he got into training camp a little bit and he's like, woof, I need two weeks to figure out what I want to do. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and, the, you know, what are you supposed to say as a coach? Like, no, don't take two weeks. And then he just hits you with a. What if he got there and the fastball was just gone? You know, because yeah. he said before, like, when it goes, I'm out. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely and obviously something to I feel watch like for. he cares about his legacy too much to be that guy, though. I heard him talking on the radio this morning, too, that. This could just be a situation where it was a planned vacation, like a, hey, kids are getting ready to go back to school. Giselle needs. Give me a yeah. couple you know, days off that was scheduled. But I, I don't know, because it's Tom Brady. I feel like no one ever really knows what he's ever. doing. Gun to your head, who's your pick at 11 overall? Uh, it's just so tough because like how the board will fall. It will be a running back. Do you remember last year? I was such a big Jonathan Taylor guy, and I was so excited when I got him. Yep. And people made fun of me. They're like, "Really? That's your first round target?" 
Yep. If you and he was amazing. So I was targeting him and Nick Chubb is who I wanted to draft. Yep. Uh, last year I drafted twelve and then thirteen, and I was going to get those two guys. And if I would have, I would have repeated as the champion. Yeah. Nick Chubb I, is not ranked highly. I will tell you that. So if that's your guy, you're going to get him later than you think. Maybe he's ranked 18 in our running back rankings. Really? 18. Yeah. I forever think that country should have to draft the guys that he stands for. Like Carson Wentz, <laughs> he should have to draft fucking Alvin or uh, Alvin Kamara and Joe Mixon. Yeah. No, no fant. <laughs> like this should be his team. He uh-huh. sh- he doesn't have to show up Sunday. He I'll had, draft for him. Who was his? I think he was big on Drake London. It's like, all right, you got to draft him. Yep. Yeah. That should be like a, a another rule. Yeah, if you cape for a guy, you got to draft him. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't have a whole lot of those guys either. <laughs> um, all right, that's it for us tonight. We appreciate you guys joining us, though. Uh, as always, on a little Thursday night here, appreciate Matt joining us. Big Country and I will be back on Sunday night. Uh, but that's it for now. We'll talk to you guys later.